Greetings, everyone. I'm Paula Bach, author of Rescue the Teacher, Save the Child. I was fired from teaching in 2017 after 46 years as an educator in the public school system. I am actually grateful now for that act of firing since it has seemingly ignited my passion to fight for our educational system and those who work with our children. As always, please hit that subscribe and share button at any time and do leave a comment. I, I really would like to hear your thoughts. Please read or listen to part one, America's 21st Century Alphabet of Axioms. In this podcast, I will draw correlations between each of my axioms. Today, we're working on I through Q. It would be way too easy to highlight the negativity on today's educational system. So, please pay close attention to the solutions. Teachers don't quit their jobs because of the kids. It's the adults who are muddying up the system with ideologies instead of academics. Any quoted resource is hyperlinked to the direct source on the blog with the same title. And here we go. America's 21st century alphabet of axioms, the correlation and solutions to the decline of American education, part two. The poster on my blog reads, you never know who you're inspiring. What a stupid time to be alive. Please take time to read the previous blog and or listen to the previous podcast. They are both hyperlinked on my blog in order to understand the intent of this one. Part one blog can be found at this hyperlinked. Picture this. In 10 years, hopefully less, when our country finds a semblance of order again, perhaps someone will find my writings and actually be inspired. So here goes. What are my American alphabet axioms? Abortion, borders, Christians, debt, education, fentanyl, girls, homelessness, Iran, judicial system, knowledge, lies, marijuana, national anthem, opioids, phobic, quid pro quo, racism, socialism, teachers, Ukraine, violence, woman, xenophobic, youth, Zelensky. Before I address the impact of I through Q in this part two, I am mindful that June 29th and 30th, 2023 are historic ones for education and the rulings by the U.S. Supreme Court. Historic in the sense that the court actually followed the precepts of the Constitution and struck down affirmative action and student loan bailouts. The liberal conversation would have you believe that our systemic racist country has once again oppressed students of color in both decisions. Two of the best conservative summaries regarding today's events were, number one, you cannot fight racism with racism. Number two, America's K through 12 public schools need to be completely overhauled so that all students of any race will not only succeed, but will not be dependent on the government for that success. So let's dive into my perceived axioms, I through Q, how they affect our educational system accompanied with viable solutions. Iran. 
Iran, along with other countries, possesses the threat to end the world as we know it through nuclear weapons. This poses a great threat to children's and adolescents' perceptions of health and well-being. With the war in Ukraine, children are asking pointed questions about nuclear weapons. According to the PBS NewsHour, experts advise telling the truth. Most importantly, parents and educators need to manage their own anxiety and fear, perhaps consuming less media. And my solution? Nuclear war should never be considered an option in theory or in practice. Not if we hope to keep the planet spinning on its axis. Perhaps my analogy is simplistic, but it has worked for me and my husband for 43 years. In our 43-year marriage, my husband and I pledged that divorce would never be a conversation or an option. Through those challenging times, we never spoke of divorce. It forced us to find other ways to address our relationship. On an international level, our world leaders should take such a pledge. Humankind loses in a nuclear war. Judicial system. The judicial system does have two tiers of justice and it's reflected in the school to prison pipeline as experienced in the American education system. Students in tier one schools tend to come from more affluent and advantaged homes while those in tier two schools tend to come from homes with financial struggles and fewer resources. Solution. Students in low-performing schools should be allowed to move to schools whose mission statement is set in the concrete of measurable success. The school voucher system has long been held in a negative light, but in fact, the lengthy tenure of failing schools in America mandates a time for change. Competition is the foundation of a free market. Perhaps the public schools would find real motivation to change their decline if state and federal dollars followed the student and was not simply handed over to educational institutions with no accountability. Knowledge. Knowledge as measured through testing has continually spiraled downward. America's children rate embarrassingly low again on the latest round of scholastic tests from the OECD. In fact, there are 24 countries who have smarter children than America. Solution? It's almost too obvious to address. Stop cramming secular progressive fad du jour classes into America's schools. Get back to the basics and equip our children for real-world experiences. The metamorphosis from today's failing schools to ones of achievement actually begins with the revamping of university teachers' colleges. Today's teachers struggle with classroom management, communication in general, and specifically with parents, and objective grading. Adding on to students' already heavy assignments, the components of gender and social justice will not make our children wiser or better humans. These ideologies will not entice prospective teachers, nor keep the ones who are already in the system. Lies. 
Lies, or fake news, make children vulnerable to false perceptions. According to Melinda Wenner Moyer, and I quote, children, it turns out, are ripe targets for fake news. Age 14 is when kids often start believing in unproven conspiratorial ideas, according to a study published in September 2021 in the British Journal of Developmental Psychology. Many teens also have trouble assessing the credibility of online information. In 2016, there was a study involving nearly 8,000 U.S. students. The study was done by Stanford University researchers, and they found that more than 80% of middle schoolers believed that an advertisement labeled as sponsored content was actually a news story. I believe there's probably some adults that also would qualify for that. Solution, whatever happened to the Walter Cronkite integrity of reporting the news? Until mainstream media takes a step back and realizes their neutrality has long been compromised, we as a nation will continue to drown in false information. Back in the day, journalists were fired for misreporting the news. Now that the truth is so distorted by partisan politics, it's impossible to discern the integrity of news reports. So I really don't have much of a solution here. It is a puzzlement. Any suggestions out there? Please leave a comment. Marijuana. Well, here's nothing new, hopefully, to you all. Marijuana negatively affects the teenage brain. Number one, difficulty thinking and problem solving. Number two, problems with memory and learning. Number three, reduced coordination. Number four, difficulty maintaining attention. Number five, problems with school and social life. Solution, stop with the conversations arguing marijuana is not as harmful as alcohol. They both have the ability to destroy lives. Neither one should be considered status quo or cool or unnecessary drug to experience real life. And this is from the Division of Criminal Justice here in my state of Colorado. Point one. Over the past 10 years, and you have to remember here that uh, marijuana is legal. Over the past 10 years, Colorado has seen increases in marijuana-related hospitalizations, emergency room visits, poison control calls, DUIs, and fatal crashes where drivers tested positive for cannabinoids. Point two, school discipline data from 2019 to 20 indicated that marijuana infractions accounted for 30% of all expulsions and 34% of all law enforcement referrals in Colorado public schools. And point three, the percent of suicide incidences in which toxology results were positive for marijuana has increased from 14% in 2013 to 29% in 2020. That's more than double. National Anthem. National Anthem is a part of the American experience. When I was eight years old, my dad took me to a Division I football game. The marching band took the field, everyone stood up, and then this song began playing. 
I was mesmerized by it. What kind of a song could bring thousands of people to their feet in such reverence? And then it happened. For the first time in my young life, I remember experiencing goosebumps. I had no idea what that sparkly feeling was running throughout my body, but somehow it made my eyes water. Solution. Teaching patriotism to our students gives them a sense of identity and belonging. The students get a chance to understand that they have a purpose in society. It helps build the student's character development. A sense of pride grows in them that there is nothing wrong with strongly identifying with their nationality. After all, millions of immigrants cross our borders daily so that they can become a part of this American experience. Opioid. Peter Lane, DO, Medical Director of the UAB Addiction Recovery Program, notes that opiates and alcohol may shrink the size of the hippocampus, a part of the brain important for learning and memory functions. Some serious long-term consequences of adolescent drug and alcohol include, and they're very much what I've already talked to you about in, in, as far as marijuana, poor academic performance, physiosocial problems, let me rephrase that, psychosocial problems, forming relationships with others, having a healthy self-concept. Neurocognitive deficits, trouble remembering, interacting with others. Increased likelihood of developing a substance use disorder. Solution, to stay away from opioids. Many of my friends post-surgery are offered opioids for pain. Most will not even take one pill if they can possibly control the pain with lesser drugs because opioids are highly addictive. It's no surprise that 5% of U.S. adults say they have abused or been addicted to opioids or prescription painkillers, and this is up from 1% in 2017, possibly reflecting a greater awareness and willingness to talk about the problem. Phobic. Phobic is the label placed on anyone who raises questions or concerns. Yet our public schools and institutions of higher learning no longer allow a conservative point of view in classroom discussions regarding human sexuality, gender fluidity, or immigration. In fact, and I quote here from James Fishback of the Free Press, high school debates no longer are allowed to debate. Judges are making it clear they are not only tilting the debate in a left-wing direction, they will also penalize students who don't adhere to their ideology. Again, this is from James Fishback, the Free Press. Solution. In my humble opinion, social media crushed and continues to crush free speech. The lack of diverse opinions, in turn, has invaded America's classrooms. The fact that someone with a conservative narrative can be canceled, fired, or mocked publicly never crossed the minds of our country's forefathers' passion for free speech. This axiom is also a puzzlement due to the inherent pressures of big media and the government to control and contain the thoughts of those who differ in their perspective. 
There's a desperate need for Congress to, and I hate to use the word litigate, but I'll use it, to litigate how Google, Mega, and Twitter usurped their power over their social media platforms. Quid pro quo, which of course is a favor for a favor, is an ex is an acceptable method of play by all three branches of the U.S. government and schools in general. Where did I experience it as a teacher of four decades? Well, first of all, grading. There is not an objective, uniform grading rubric. And I am sorry to tell you, teachers do play favorites. Discipline. Students of color are treated differently. I taught in a school in downtown Phoenix with a very small Hispanic student population. Within several weeks of school beginning, two Hispanic students were expelled without due process. Performing arts. No matter how fair the auditions, parents truly believe their child is the best singer, dancer, and actor. Many times directors cast lesser talented students knowing this will help them escape their irate parent demands. Sports. I've also seen it reverse where black athletes were allowed to mispractice, come late, and not adhere to the coach's game plan, while white players were held to a much higher expectation. This philosophy of coaching hurts both black and white players. Solution. Administrators, this one is on you. You need to do your job with discernment and not with politics. I'm sorry to say, Many administrators in today's schools are inept. I was asked to change a student's grade due to the caving in of my administrator to a parent's complaint. When I did hand out discipline, many times the administrator would not follow through or in some occasions completely vacated my decision. In my 46 years of teaching, there was only one principal out of, I believe I had 17 or 18, who verbally and with his actions supported me. I believe many teachers experience this lack of support today, and this is one of the main reasons teachers are leaving the profession in larger numbers than ever before. You guessed it. Part three is coming soon with the axioms R through Z. Don't forget, you can order my books, um, Save, Rescue the Teacher, Save the Child. It is on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. I would love to have you share it with the four perspectives, which are students, parents, teachers, and administrators. And last word, stay tuned. In a couple of days, I will have the podcast out for part three and the final part of America's 21st century alphabet of axioms. Thanks, everyone.